0: Thanks for listening to Faith in the Fast Life. I'm Nick Order, I'm your host. On this show, we look to break down the stereotypes of what the Christian looks like to the world by receiving testimony of action sports athletes and other athletes and just individuals across the world. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and fastlifeministries.com to give. Hope you enjoy this episode. So yeah, so welcome. We're just going to get right into it, Ian. So we just... We're super stoked to have you here today. Um, Going to talk more about the apparel company, but we want to know about you um, and how you got to this point. So it's uh, um, just excited to have you here. You know, we've got some mutual friends and uh, other people on the podcast kind of introduced you to me. I've actually been following the apparel line on Instagram for months. I mean, I, I think even with our, our boat shop account, I follow you. Um <laughs> Just, so I've been checking it out and I actually originally saw it we were down in uh, Florida with Louis Cortisi and he was we did a, a video testimony with Louis. Um, yeah. and he rides for the stunt dudes and he had one of your shirts on it and I was like man that is cool like that is a super cool shirt and it was the the center one um and I just I loved it so I'm super glad that that we all got to network this together and, and come together and, and be here today so welcome we're so excited to have you I want to do a quick shout out to all our our listeners, you know, it's super important, guys, if you can follow us um, on the podcast and share these podcasts and just, just keep growing the kingdom of God and, and whatever we can do. We'll, we'll get more into Ian's stuff here, but please like it, share it, follow it, send it wherever, make your friends like it, tell somebody. Um, so we got Ian London today. Is that is that how we say your last name, Ian? Lundeen. Lundeen. Awesome. So. Yep. Uh, I am very good at butchering last names, so forgive uh, me. I've done that several times before. Um, but uh, we're so happy to have you, Ian. You know, you're in the Midwest, uh, Minneapolis, right?
1: Yep, yep. It's a beautiful day in Minneapolis today. Awesome, it's balmy, eighty degrees.
0: That's uh, compared to what I hear about Minnesota. That's that's uh, sounding pretty good. Pretty pretty yeah. good. So Minnesota's the,
1: not that bad. Yeah. Everybody gives Minnesota and the, the upper. Midwest, a bad rep, but, uh, but I grew up in South Dakota, so, and, and uh, I would rather live up where it's cold and seasonal weather than live someplace where it's hot. And we lived in Houston for 10 years before we moved up here. And, uh, and when you compare the, the the two climates, I would much rather have the snow and colder weather, as opposed to the hot, humid, rainy, like hurricane, conditions
0: right where you get out of the shower and you never actually dry off
1: yeah Yeah. where you go outside and it's so hot outside and even in air-conditioned vehicle you can't cool down you're just hot and miserable and everybody else is miserable and crabby so
0: i hear you man so so you've uh, traveled a little bit grew up south dakota you've been down to houston all those things so tell us about your childhood man growing up like have you always been involved in the church have you always been a follower like what's what's your history and tell me about it
1: yeah, grew up in the church. Um, pretty much born and raised in the church uh, in some form or fashion. Uh, my my dad and was pretty active within different church ministries, especially uh, children's ministry. So he's a super creative person, as you can see from my my brand. And I grew up a very creative person on the art side of things and designing stuff and and doing everything. So as a as a Uh, growing up in the church, like just was immersed. My dad doing the children's ministry stuff. uh, He with puppets and, and he wasn't quote unquote, a trained children's minister or like the lead pastor of any church, but he was pretty much the head volunteer slash like right-hand man to the children's pastor where they relied on him pretty heavily to for programming and to do stuff. And so just growing up, me and my brother were part of that. And doing puppet ministry stuff and at different events and festivals and got to be some pretty large productions down in actually Denver for a while, like for, for stuff for puppet ministry things. And so just kind of always grew up in the church, always had that mindset all the way through pretty much elementary, middle school. Then once I hit high school, then my parents, I started getting into a a more uh, alternative, alternative crowd of skateboarding and metal music and all this stuff so I met uh, some of my best friends uh, who skated and his dad was a youth pastor and my parents gave me the option that uh, I wanted to switch churches because the church we were going to really didn't have that crowd they were more into the the poppy pretty music and stuff like that as opposed to the skateboarding wear shirts with giant skulls on them and, and like listen to music with people screaming at the top of their lungs and people kind of giving you kind of a weird look so but uh the pastor of this other church uh took in any kid that uh was part of that lifestyle and his sons were in a metal band and toured around and did a bunch of stuff so so kept kept going to church and started going there and that became one of my big church homes and stuff like that and still still rely on them and look to them actually do a lot of design work for that church and help them to rebrand and and do stuff so
0: and is that a church? Is that church in Minneapolis?
1: No, it's in South Dakota, rapid city, South Dakota yeah. is where I grew up.
0: Okay. So cool. yeah, so, Yeah. So the skate scene in... there
1: is pretty small, so it's not like a big city skate scene. So everybody knows everybody in the skate scene. It's, it's not like a, a big thing, but I'm still pretty active in the skate scene with uh, some friends there that opened some skate, a skate ministry and in a indoor skate park there for the first time ever. And I actually got to help build the skate park, spent a week of a week with another friend, uh, Healed, you may have heard of his name in conversations. Yeah. Me and him went there to help my friend Derek build an indoor skate park, so just pouring back to the community there and the skate industry and different people there so that they can do ministry and do do the work of the Lord there. So
0: that's awesome, man. So, so really kind of one extreme to the other. So, I've, I've heard a lot about the puppet ministry, Robbie. I, I don't know if you remember that. So, Robbie and I we're both kind of have that same uh background where we were a little bit more darkness than light for many many years, and now we're uh we're walking with the Lord now. So thank, thank God for that. Um, but I've heard of a uh, pastor Jim doing the puppet ministry and it sounds like it was kind of a big thing. Like I didn't, I didn't grow up with that. It used to be couch. a
1: big thing. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. My dad would design and build puppets. We'd go to conferences and like we were, my dad was asked to be kind of some bigger name Christian characters or if you pull like Kobe the singing songbook. He roller skated around. My dad was kind of the alternate, the backup guy to the main guy who used to do it. And he would go in the parades and do it and stuff like that. And we would help him with the puppets and stuff like that because yeah,
0: yeah. He, he just
1: he he was just out there enough to kind of
2: kind of get into it. Yeah, that that seems to connect. That must have connected really well. Um, right, just a good that, way to reach back in that kids. time because oh, even yeah. even today, Pastor Jim. Uh, he does fifty plus ministry, but he always wants to bring the puppets. Yeah, for some reason, it's like, hey, let me do a puppet show.
0: That's cool. So that's sounds cool. kind of
2: creepy to me, but yeah, oh. what's
0: interesting about is what the culture is about it, right? I mean, that was the culture of the time. Yes, right, and we brought the culture into the church, so super cool. But I love Ian; how you went from one extreme to the other. I mean, you went from puppets to metal music and skateboarding. So tell us more about that transition. Like, was that a? How old were you when that happened? Like, did that happen overnight? Was it? Was there any rebellion involved in that, or was just like, man, this is way cooler? Like, I don't want to.
1: No me, me and my friends growing up, we were always into kind of the stereotypical like preteen go out. Like my friend Anthony, he had uh, um, his parents owned a farm not too far from our house. We grew up with him, went to church with him and his family. We, We were best friends, and they had a farm, so they had like pretty much unlimited land, unlimited rules where you can go out, have fun, do stuff. So there was always that mindset, like we'd go out and build dirt jumps for our bikes and had BMX bikes. And I raced BMX bikes and stuff like that growing up. Right. And so my family, we were very active. I played a ton of baseball. Me and my brother played baseball. I played baseball until I was like 17. My brother played all the way through college. And so we are super active family. So we were always, and it wasn't until I had my BMX bike that I saw my like, between my eighth and ninth grade year, my friend Weston, he started skating at the local school because we would ride down to the school because there was dirt jumps down there and do the jumps. And we saw my friend Weston, he started skating and he got into it. I got into it. And then I was like, Oh, what kind of music music do you listen to? And it just became that kind of just natural transition. There wasn't any like crazy rebellion, like, Oh, I don't like my parents. Like I'm doing this to be like, of course my parents, it took, there was a learning curve for them and something. They're like, well, if you can listen to this music, like listen to it. And it's kind of like that now with even my family. It's like you want to listen to your music. You listen to it in the car or when we're not around because they're not into it or my daughters aren't into it. So it's like, oh, what, what's up with this music? They're like, turn it off, turn it off. Like <laughs> I want something different. Like put on Toby Mac, put on something else. Like put on the uh, a soundtrack or whatever.
0: Man, I'm a sucker uh, and for And so Toby it's Mac.
1: it's there wasn't really like. A real rebellious transition it was just kind of like oh my friends are doing this now and there was a crowd of people that i associated more with so it's like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of be a part of this group be a part of this community as opposed to like being a part of another community where you were just kind of just an outcast you are now part of a community where people actually like hey we're going to the punk rock show do you want to come with and we're like, sure let's go to the punk rock show and we all go to the punk rock show and we hang out have fun enjoy the time there and and go on just go on so
0: so when you talk about going into like punk rock shows i mean are we are we talking like christian punk rock or like you're literally going into like social distortion and different stuff like that
1: it was it was a combination of a little bit of everything um my friends were the local promoters for a lot of the bands that rolled through all the solid state tooth and nail um face down records all these metal like like a band so they would book a lot of the shows so we would get a, a good handful and because rapid cities is between kind of minneapolis and denver a lot of bands that were touring at the time would kind of be driving through rapid city or down i-90 and so we would try to catch them in between if they had a day off or a time where we could like book them or if they were just looking because back then punk rock bands and metal bands they didn't care about like oh i need ten thousand yeah. dollars to play the show they were like i'll play a show for 500 bucks just to yep. pay for gas to get to the next location or 250 bucks so we're like sweet we have a venue you come play here 100 people show up we run around have fun so there was a lot of the mix between christian bands secular bands you would get the local secular bands to open up for the christian bands and so on and so forth so you kind of get that mix and that's where um uh our youth pastor bob Bob Cole, shout out to Bob Cole, if you're watching this, I'll make sure he watches it. Um, him and his like, as a community, our youth group, we really embraced everybody around us. And it's it's rare to see like a secular group of people and a Christian group of people come together and you have a mutual friendship and a mutual kind of like, in the punk rock scene, like a mutual like agreement, because of course there's drugs, alcohol, different things going on behind the scenes. But never once was I approached and asked to do these things. They knew who I was. They knew who, what group that we were with. Um, of course, like there were people that we brought to church that were part of that scene and they continued to do it. But that was part of the ministry that I think that, that Bob opened up his doors as a youth pastor to say, Hey, you can bring these punk rock kids in. They could be from a Dungy background. We're going to invite them in. We're not going to like we're not gonna single them out. We're not gonna make them stand in the corner by themselves because everybody here is from the similar background. We all, like, we all embrace each other. Kind of like, like, uh, one of my favorite shirts that we do now is our "Friend of Sinner shirts. We are friend of sinners. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't tell didn't people. Judge, that, hey, right? you, c- you didn't judge them. Yeah, like, we you, didn't you, judge. You and that's loved saying, on they them didn't the way Jesus
0: us. would have. Like that's. Yeah. So it's so profound to me. I le- I love hearing this from you because it's really. I mean. I don't know. I won't speak for Rob, but like you know, it took me 35 years plus to find Jesus. You know, I had glimpses of it from my grandmother and and different things. But honestly, when I was on the outside, I looked at the church and Christians as Bible thumping goody goodies who just judged me for being different. And I wanted nothing to do with it because I felt judged and I felt pushed away. And that's why God put it on my heart to create Fast Life Ministries to really dive back into the industries I grew up in, you know, the skateboarding. We have a lot of similarities, and, you know, I used to race BMX, did a lot of dirt jumping. I was never very good at skateboarding. I never quite got that one, but wakeboarding, wake surfing, all of those things, uh, you know, I felt like I needed to go back in. So super cool to find that. What year was this, Just out of curiosity? What When was this?
1: Uh, this was probably, let's see, mm-hmm. 1995. 94. Okay. I'm, I'm 39. Okay, yeah, I don't same. look it. so I'm, I'm, I'm not everybody I'm younger than I look. Or, yeah, yeah I look younger than I am. <laughs> Sorry, I got that. Yeah, that no, backward.
0: I, I think but, it's awesome. So we're, we're about the same age. But, so. but
1: but like, like you were saying, what what made it so impactful is the fact that we could be at a punk rock show. And being that it was a smaller community, everybody knew who you were. It's not like, oh, you go to a punk rock show and there's 5,000 people there. So you're just like here. You're just another. You go to a concert. You're just another person standing in the stands. It's like there's 150 people. Then those are the same 150 people that show up every Friday, Saturday night for the punk rock shows. You're linking arms. You're moshing. You're circle pitting with the same people that you go to high school with that are like, And you see each other in the halls, you have that kind of mutual friendship where you know, like, hey, like this person comes from this background. He's not judging me. I'm not going to judge him because we're both having fun. We're both we're both enjoying. And then that's what gives you the opportunity. It's like, hey, you, you skate, come to our church. We have rails outside of church. Come hang out here. We don't have we didn't have a skate park at the time, but we were able to come and skate at the church, have fun together and invite them inside. And then Bob could speak the word to speak the word. And if they got something out of it, great. If not, at least we were doing our part to make sure that they were included and they didn't feel like they were an outcast or that we were judging them because of this. They knew who we were because, hey, we, we've spent the last two months moshing at punk rock shows together. Come to church with us and just check it out. Yeah.
2: I love that, Ian, because um, based off what you were talking about, and then I was reading your bio, your bio and it says all your designs are based out of Scripture, to allow you to create conversations and dialogue that can lead people to Christ. And so with that, you're going to secular places, um, but you're expressing the love of God to people that aren't necessarily like myself. I didn't know how to love myself, but when you incorporate yourself into these uh, concerts or these venues, you're able to then express the love of God and, That shirt, I love it because somebody sees that shirt, they ask you a question, and you go, oh, that's Jesus, or whatever that looks like. So for me, um, CXII, which are Roman numerals, and I'm assuming uh, 122, right? Because it says that your apparel is based off of this particular verse. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because in um, what you're saying it sounds to me like this verse really resonates with with everything you're doing.
1: Yeah. Um, CXXI is 122 in Roman numerals. And when I started developing the brand and just kind of coming up with things, uh, the verse that jumped, like, it's based off of one of my favorite verses growing up, and that's the Romans 12.2. Um, and it's, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And And growing up, again, Bob use that verse because he he could see like through the people that he worked with again like you could do small things to transform the world and but also in the meantime you want to like with our apparel and everything else like use the apparel to transform people's minds renew their minds it renews my mind to sit down and think about different designs so there's like the shirt that we just released is kind of like this uh I'm trying to remember the way that he worded it. I should have written down. My friend RJ wrote this thing down. There's a, there's like this battle between like transforming and conforming. And you, you want to kind of, you want to kind of put the two together so that you can, that you could be, he said, be refined because like a fire, fire can destroy, but also fire can refine something and make something new again. And so we try to, like embrace the Romans 12 2 verse with a lot of our designs because we want people to see the designs for what they are like modern unique designs but also when they when they see the designs like you said have a question or it may be thought provoking or just maybe a little bit more in your face that makes people just kind of like raise an eyebrow and ask that question like oh what's your shirt mean like oh like and it gives you that open kind of dialogue that maybe you wouldn't ever have had before with that person, with that stranger uh, who is just curious and just wants to ask you a question.
0: And you never know when that that little seed planted, that question asked might further their faith just a little bit. I, I love that. Uh, you know, that's, you know, the tattoos from my my wrist to my elbows. You know, one's Ezekiel 37 and it gets asked all the time. It goes, somewhere, Oh, that's really cool. What is it? And you get an opportunity to talk about it. And that's just, it's just one more way to try to reach people. Right. So love what you're doing there. I also love the fact that, you know, was it pastor Bob? Is that right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he preached Romans 12, two to you guys. And that's something that really, really just stuck with you and carried on into your adult years. How How long have you had the clothing brand at this point?
1: Um, this fall will be six years since we pretty much when we started it down in Houston. And when this started down in Houston, it was kind of still in its early baby stages. I developed a thing, developed a brand, had the name and everything, excuse me, had the concept and stuff like that. But some of our first designs, a lot of people like our center forgiven shirt, that was one of our very first designs. And we've had like a whole bunch of different versions of it since then. Motocross style, biker style ones, all sorts of like like ones. And that was one of the first designs that I came up with because I wanted something that was thought provoking and that had that like statement on it that a lot of other shirts weren't really projecting at the time. And, uh, and so it's been, but once we moved, I kind of had to put on the back burner because there was a stressful like six months of, us moving and transitioning and getting our family settled here in Minneapolis. And then once we got settled here, then that's when I was, it's just been by myself. Seek Side Perils ran by myself. My wife helps me or whatever with order fulfillment and and doing stuff and helping to kind of be a creative in that sense. And then I reach out to a lot of my friends who are also creatives and designers and and if I have an idea or a concept or tattoo artist, we work with a lot of tattoo artists. For some of our designs if i have a, a designer concept i'll reach out to them and say hey what do you think of this is there something that you could put to put ink to paper to or or pen to ipad to and come up with something really unique like just put our heads together and so it's a it's a labor of love and it's something where i take it pretty seriously when it comes to like i said putting that 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 scripture on the shirt um that's uber importance for me because uh the purpose the reason I started the brand is because I saw a lot of Christian apparel brands really I supported a lot of them growing up of course there was mainstream ones that were pretty popular at the time and they still are pretty popular but the one thing that I thought that there a lot of brands were missing was just having that um, they were just like with any brand you want to promote your brand mm-hmm. you want your brand to be known and i wanted to and i've been called stupid for doing it i don't want my brand to be known on the shirt i want the message to be known on the shirt Mm, and so Mm. if you look at a lot of our designs if not probably 95 percent of them like our name is itty bitty tiny on the shirt we don't have a logo shirt people have asked us to do logo shirts to want to promote us and i'm like no i don't want i don't want you i don't want a bmx or like louis asked like just to wear a shirt that says seek side I don't want that. I want them to, to see the center forgiven shirt. I want them to see some of the other designs, our fight the good fight designs and, and some of the other stuff that we're promoting. Like I don't I just I don't want to promote my brand because that's not important to me.
0: And that's good. and that, that
1: that's the driving force behind the brand. It's and some people are like, Well, how are people supposed to know about you? Well, it's either like like you guys, word of mouth or people ask, Hey, where'd you get that shirt from? Like, and then you could tell them, like, yep. it creates again, creates that dialogue. They don't need it, they don't need to see. It. There's enough brands out there where they just want their name to be famous and their name mm-hmm. to be known. And well, then I, sorry,
2: okay, Bobby. um, if you don't mind, yeah, okay, I uh, yeah. I was just thinking as you were talking, it's like being a missionary, right? So, you've been given a foreign language, um, apparel for you is different than it is the language, let's just say for you God's given you a foreign language to speak in your mission field would be like um you could be able to go to like a Vans Warp tour where when I was there um many years ago a lot of devil worship a lot of uh, off the wall off the grid apparel um shirts I mean there were shirts that were flat out just saying Satan is my daddy and oh, yeah you can I went
1: to I went to the Warp tour I know I know those brands
2: yeah And so, like Nick and I were talking about, this is a great way, not so much for your apparel, but for the message. I love that you said that, I'd much rather them get the message than what my apparel is. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about, um, as you get into this realm of extreme sports, skating, um, metal music, talk a little bit more about that message as a youth, you talk about the um, scripture of twelve two. When did that really resonate with you? And then, how did that develop into the well, apparel like with, company?
1: With like, I mean, let me say this: when you are, when I see young adults, especially in the skate industry, they there's this ebb and flow and I've had many, many conversations with many like ministries that are that run skate ministries and people. And there's this very fine line between like, do you do of what the world tells you? And like, again, do you conform to what the world tells you to do? Yes. Like, do you, and this could be with any industry, not just the skate industry, and we, with our Bible studies we've been having with the brand and stuff, we just, we just finished up. Do you really conform to what the world tells you to do? Or do you do what God says that you should do and, and are convicted to do? Because non-conformity to me, there's, there's three things. It takes courage, conviction, and it takes surrendering.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you put all three of those together and you apply those three principles, like and you, like what we've learned, you you pull stories from the Bible and examples from the Bible. It's like, it, it honestly convicts you. It's like, why would you not want to do what God tells you to do as opposed to what the world tells you to do? Because it only when you do what God tells you to do, the outcome is far greater than what the world tells you to do. But in today's culture, we are told so much to do what the world tells you to do. These kids, young adults, even full grown adults are inundated with so many different things where it's like you have to do this you have to be popular if you're a part of the skate scene you can only wear thrasher gear but then again the skate scene is all about being inclusive and being one of a kind and unique but they're one of the biggest industries where they follow into conforming to what everybody does mm-hmm. and wearing the thrasher t-shirts even though like you were saying there are brands out there that are blatantly satanic and they don't care that they are telling kids and Thrasher's one of the main ones all put them under the fire gun. I don't care. They're one of the blatant ones. They put their, their, the, the upside down pentagrams on things. Kids walk around. There's 10 year old kids wearing these things to skate parks, skate shops. Parents don't care that these kids are wearing these shirts that have a gigantic goat head upside down pentagram on it. And as a brand, I see that when I'm at the skate parks and I'm working with it and I walk up to these prints, like, do you really realize what that shirt means? Like, are you, do you really, are you really focusing on what you, what you are, how you are letting your son, daughter, whoever, like, like wear certain apparel or wear things like, because it says a lot about that person. Do they really honestly care? Are they actually like taking the time and energy to care about like who they support right. and why they support it?
0: And that's part of So I, I think that's one of the things is I think that you know, I look at it as even as a parent, right? And I, uh, none of my kids are skaters at this point in time, but, um, it, it is hard to, to realize that. And I think that a lot of parents don't realize what that shirt is actually saying. Um, I'm curious, though, like with, with this, you know, Romans twelve two, 2, uh, great stuff. It's been pounded into your head from your pastor from a youth. Where did you go after that? So like coming out of youth group and that kind of stuff, obviously you have a graphic design background of some sorts, like you're incredibly creative. And I love that you want to use that for the kingdom. I think that's amazing. Did you go to college? Did you go to school? Like, where? Where did? What? What's the path that Ian took to get where you're at now?
1: Um, I didn't go to any formal training school. I went to a Christian right out of high school. Took a little break, and then with a lot of the kids from our youth group, we went to a Christian college. Um, of course we were one of the youth groups, one of the churches, we do all the youth retreats and stuff and go to different colleges for different new things. So, um, went to Christian school for a year, kind of found out that wasn't really my niche forte because at the time I was doing graphic stuff, learning it, kind of figuring it all out as a, as a poor college student. And like you said, I didn't have a fancy computer or anything. So I was using whatever means I had at the time. And, uh, it just became just a a, a passion of mine. So it wasn't until I was in Houston that I just went to the community college just to kind of work on getting a degree just to have it for a piece of paper, because just let anybody that uh, is in the art scene, like, I mean, it's, it's more about the experience and what you can do in your portfolio than really it's where you went to school at, but some people look at that. So, but, Really, it's just been just like a side hobby. Just love to do it. It's never really been something I like, oh, I went to a four-year college to learn this. It's just it's just been the school of hard knocks. You learn things, you find friends that do it, you learn from them. You see ads online, you see ads on TV, you're like, Oh, that's a sweet ad. I want to like, how can I like design something like that? And you challenge yourself to like create something similar or kind of adapt that style. And it just becomes just just kind of a part of who you are, especially when it comes to like you just want to put out like really unique designs and, and be passionate about it and not, uh, especially when you have a brand, you want to represent and have things look really nice and clean and professional. You don't want things to look in my opinion, amateurish or, or, or like it's not uh, being presented. And uh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So I think that that's, that's really cool that, you know, I love that you're, you're sending the message, not the brand. That's, that's extremely cool. I uh, Yeah.
1: And with, and the follow up like the Romans too it's just it's just something that throughout my whole life so far it's just been something that I've I've kind of when you look back you just you just kind of do it you just kind of know if you if you like with my daughters and stuff if you if you train them in the ways of the Lord like it's hard for them not to conform if you say hey like these kids are doing this or this is this person's doing this like if they already know in their mind, like in my mind, like, all these people are doing this, like, oh, I don't need to like, I don't need to worry about it. Cause like, it doesn't even like enter your mind that you need to like do what they're doing. Right. And I'm reminded daily of it just because of the brand. It's like, okay, I could, I could put a design out that looks like this. Um, do I really need to be super popular on Instagram? That's like, in my mind, that's one of the biggest things that God reminds me of daily. It's like, Oh, are my posts really getting as many likes follows? This is this other brand because I think that's God reminding me and humbling me saying, Hey, don't worry about the world. Like doing yeah. as, you doing this is you were doing this for my glory. So this let me handle the rest. Like, don't, don't worry about what, what is happening behind the scenes on people's phones or whatever may be the case. And if they're actually like, if they actually really care.
0: So we, we live in Satan's world, obviously, right? He's the, he's the uh, ruler he's the, of this. He's world. the liar. He's yeah. the liar
1: and the deceiver, like our new shirt that we just released. Yeah. He's, he's don't believe
2: his lies. Yeah. Well, and you're bringing the light into the dark world. Yeah. Some
0: can consider this a dark world. Um it's a dark world, man. I don't care what anybody says. It, it is a dark world out there. We talk about our kids, and we we all have kids, except for Ben, who's over here running the, the board. He's, he is a kid himself, but um, we all have kids. We we see it, and I, I like how you say it. It's not about how many likes we get, how much credibility we get, or how big we get on Instagram or any social media platforms. It's about what we're doing for the kingdom of God. One of the things about conforming to this world uh, in my opinion, is that, you know, that's that's what this world has trained us to do. They've trained us to conform, social media platforms, news channels, all those different things, and by conforming, we're, we're losing our true identity of what God made us to be, because remember, he made each one of us unique and special, and that's really important. I want the listeners to really grab that, and really kind of, I mean, that's... In my own words, what Ian and and your apparel company is is all about is is reminding you that you are a child of God and that you are a unique individual and have your own identity and you do not need to conform to this world, and that's where the the twelve two really has been so powerful, I think, and 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 you reflect it. I mean, now that I, I've learned this here, like I said, I've followed you for a long time and like love what you're doing, but now now really getting the background to, to Romans 12 2 and seeing how this all comes together, man. It's exciting. Super cool to see.
1: Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, like when you really unpack the whole idea because Romans is towards the end of the Bible, when you really unpack all the different stories and look through every different story in some form or fashion from, from David and Goliath to to Abraham and Isaac to all these different characters that we talked about, like when we did our Bible study and stuff like that, Abraham and Isaac to Moses, to all these different characters, they could have easily went the other direction. They could have easily said, Hey, I'm not going to do like, I'm not going to run out to this field and throw a rock at Goliath, but I'm going to do it because God's given me the courage to do it, to go out there. And the next thing you know, David is like one of the, the, the biggest names in the Bible you look at. And it's like, like I said, there's, it's easy to conform, but then you get stuck in the world and you don't get blessed by what God has for you. If you don't conform. And the, the I think God's blessings are far outperforming out succeed. Like, yeah. and I think more people need to see that. And like you said, you kind of, you get stuck in this kind of this rut where you're just like, Oh, I can, I can just go about my daily life and do X, Y, Z, and 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 go to church on sunday then come home and sit and watch golf or football whatever season it may be baseball and then you just you just kind of get into that rut but then or you can say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna do something to give god the glory and and try to and try to not conform to what everybody else is doing around you
0: and you you forgot loving your
1: neighbor Hockey, you forgot, you hockey, forgot
0: hockey. You live in Minneapolis and you forgot yeah. to mention hockey. We are the as state of, of sports. hockey. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, <laughs> I um, didn't grow up with hockey, though. That's a thing. I grew up with baseball was my, like, go twins. Right. So that's my, my, my MO, so. Yeah.
0: Um, no, it's so much so much power in that and, and just not conforming. I love it. Absolutely love it. Rob, you got something else there? So
2: I heard the other day uh, masculinity has uh, been deemed a mental disorder.
0: Really? That's interesting.
2: Isn't that crazy? Because here, as Christian men, we're trying to be the light in a dark world. We're trying to be an example of what Paul says, be immovable. right? He says, thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. But yet the world is telling us because it's conforming to what others are saying, and it's telling us as men that masculinity is a mental disorder. How would you feel about, um, or how do you feel, um, Ian, about that? With your apparel, you can bring light into a dark world. You can start these conversations with your apparel. Um, As men, we've conformed to the customs and patterns of this world and as Christian men, we are called to be strong and immovable in the Lord. So can you kind of help us and elaborate a little bit on that and what you feel is raising your kids up in the Lord would mean?
1: With, with raising your kids up in today's culture, it's far different from how I was raised. I mean, you look at how quickly, like you said, I grew up, there wasn't cell phones didn't Exist. My dad worked for a painting. My dad's been a trade painter his whole life, practically. Um, He's going on 40 years of paint in the painting industry. So he was the breadwinner for our family. He was the one who supported our family through thick and thin, doing side jobs, painting, working for different companies. So growing up, like, of course, we didn't have, we barely had a Game Boy. NESs were just coming out at the time like we didn't have all this social media that we had to deal with till MySpace pretty much hit the hit the hit the internet and something we didn't even have internet most kids don't even know what AOL is and dial up internet and all this crazy stuff so we didn't have all that so it was easier for me just to like go outside and forget what the world is going on around you yeah like and to to immerse yourself into being creative and having fun and not worrying about like, oh, what's the news saying? How many, oh, I need to post something on Facebook or TikTok or all these different things. And I get stuck in that rut because I want to like reach people. So you do a TikTok, you do a Facebook reel, but but raising your kids around, around this whole scene, you try to tell them like, that's not important. Like people think that it's important. And of course, like I get stuck in the rut and I'm just as just as guilty of getting stuck behind my phone to look at like social media to see what's going on. If someone commented on her post or said something or, or I need to follow up with emails because like, someone's wanting something and, and it's difficult. It's not easy because when you tell someone, Hey, no, we're not going to do this. Or your friends that are 10 years old, they all got iPhones so that they can do whatever. And you tell your kids that you can't have one until you're,
2: 20
1: to your your 20 it it's it's difficult and it's hard because they want it they feel like if they don't have it then they don't fit in and their friends see that they don't have it so they push them aside and it breaks your heart especially as a dad it's like oh i don't have a phone i don't have this i don't have this well all my friends have it it just breaks your heart when like you hear that come out of their mouth and, and they're not included because of instead of like them saying like when I grew up, it's like oh, no one had a phone. Who cares? You don't have you don't have a nice BMX bike. Well, eh, let's figure out how we can get you one. Like that was more what we were focused on. Like how far can you throw a rock? Can you hit that bird out of the tree? Okay, let's see if we can hit the bird. Like we didn't have our phones in our hands to like check on this or that or filming a TikTok on the bike path while we're riding bikes or whatever.
0: Like we actually lived. We yeah, and
1: that's the thing. And I that's the way that I've been kind of raising my daughters. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go outside. Let's have fun. I build them a tree house in our backyard. I. Build them the things that they need so that they can be creative, and they don't have to focus on what the world is is pushing their way and telling them they have to do and how they have to act. And my one daughter will be thirteen here soon. How they're going to have to dress and to fit in, or not fit in, or whatever may be the case. Give them, give them, and encourage them. Because I cute like I don't remember your name. I'm sorry. It's Rob. Horrible thing, Rob. I'm horrible with names. Mm. But like I think that's the biggest thing is like we as individuals need to encourage one another. I, I, I try to preach that as often as I preach my brand is we drop the ball a lot of times in encouraging one another, to loving your neighbor, to reaching out to someone that isn't on social media, to call someone, because we could call them, we could FaceTime them now, because in the back in the day, it's like, oh, you can't do a long distance call because it costs so much money, but to encourage one another and, and, and share those strengths with one another because that's what helps helps me when I'm encouraged by my friends, by the people that that support the brand. When I'm having a rough week, like this past weekend, had a, a pretty rough weekend with some 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 stuff going on, and I was encouraged by my friends, and and that what kind of gives you that little spark to keep keep moving on. Because it's like, oh, this you messed up doing this or this happened, but hey, like it's not your fault. Like why? Like it's like. And they encourage you and i think especially coming out of the season of covid like and i'm sure you guys talked about plenty it's like like we need to really encourage one another because mental health awareness i'm a huge advocate of it like it's a huge huge thing like right now like people and i'll give you a statistic um that i just heard about yesterday because i was gonna bring this up my friend my friends at death to life Dot com. They're amazing friends of mine. They told me this month alone, they have seen a 15% increase in their calls and texts and emails mm-hmm. for mental health, depression, suicide, everything. This month alone, this year alone, 500% increase wow. over last year. 500% they, they have, which is like, how many people can say business can say they have had a 500% increase in anything?
0: Unfortunately, the wrong business increasing, right?
1: And that's because, like you said, we live in a dark world. People are following suit. they, They listen to the news. They read the papers. They read articles. They get stuck in politics. But they get stuck in this bubble, this dark bubble, and they forget, hey, I have a best friend who's struggling. I have a neighbor who's struggling. I need to encourage them. I need to help them. I need to support them and love up on them, because again, we need to be the friend of sinners, regardless if they're a believer or not, to be there for them.
0: Yeah, and that's important, you know, for the listeners as well, like, it's, none of us are perfect in this, guys, like, we all fall short, we talk about that a lot, Um, you know, every one of us falls off once in a while, I don't care how great a pastor you are, or what you're doing, but like, it's easy to get caught up in the world, it's really easy to fall into the Facebook trap, and the you know, get caught up in what the news is telling you. So remember that the Bible is what's going to speak life to you, and that, that you know, f- you know, fall into that Romans twelve two and really dive deep into that and dissect it and see what comes out. The whole book of Romans. I know a lot of you hear a lot of people as they study, and I've heard people say that the book of Romans is is boring. Um, man i encourage you to go through that i love the, the bible the,
1: the bible is not boring i learned that last year because last year we did we did the whole 365 reading yeah. so seeks apparel what one unique thing since we started the brand i post a verse today every morning like that has been something that's been a staple of the brand you look on our instagram you look on our facebook you look anywhere we post a verse a day and I could be as sick as a dog and I'm still going to post that verse today because I feel that's important because again, falls back. I want to encourage people. Yep. I want people to see the truths, see that wisdom. Like today's verse, it's like you, you need to seek God's word in order to see the wisdom that God's going to provide for you. And without mm-hmm. that, if you're just trying, like you said, if you, if you watch an hour of news, it's just garbage on TV. Mm-hmm. If you read an hour of the Bible every day, you're going to walk away, way more fed and way more understanding what the world's going to throw at you than what the news will ever tell you yeah that's good and stuff. that's the truth it's like so last year we read if you read cover to cover 365 days it's like two chapters a day like i can guarantee you, you're going to walk away going wow like the bible really isn't that boring there's stories in there there's stuff in there where i walked away going like whoa that's pretty gnarly like <laughs> i didn't realize that i was yeah. there like especially the old Testament. There's some, oh. crazy, like, <laughs> if, if you want gory, crazy, gnarly stuff that God yeah. does. And he, he's like, yeah. Shows, read, and that that's a, a huge Testament of God's yeah. mercy and his grace, because he could easily do that again. And we would be, people would be like, they wouldn't know what hit them. Like, yeah. And that's why I like, so yeah.
0: yeah. The old Testament definitely the first time I read the old Testament, I was like, wow. Like what? Like like this is in the Bible. Like, are you for real right now? Like, this that just happened. So, Rob, you got something?
2: I just I think what you're saying in is Hebrews ten twenty four. It says, "Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works." And then right here in twenty five, it says, "And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near." And that verse, and let us not neglect meeting together, is what you were talking about with the death to life organization. We, as uh, a Christian community, can encourage others. Let's meet together. Let's let's talk. Let's. I know the phone is easy just to pick up sometimes, and FaceTime, and it's easier to text. But this face to face time, this meeting together. Is so important because it it's, it's uh, ways that we can motivate one another to acts of love and good deeds.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's good stuff. And and that's you know, the enemy comes to to divide, right, and destroy, distract all those things. And and COVID really was successful at dividing people, um, keeping people from getting together. And so naturally, there is a huge deficit right now, and all listeners would. Like Ian saying and Rob saying, like let's encourage one another, let's get together, let's 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 come in close, as uh, Pastor Steve would say, and and go with this. So we're kind of pulling up on our time frame here, Ian. And uh, I always at the end I like to ask, you know, if there's one thing that you want to leave with the listeners today, wherever they might be, whatever state they're in, what's the one thing that you want to say to the listeners today?
1: Um. It's been kind of the theme for this, this kind of past year. I guess there's been a, a few different themes is, like I said, with coming out of COVID, to, to let people know that, one, they're not alone. Because I think that people, like I said, when you shut yourself off in your house, your home, your community, you can't see your friends, you can't travel to see family if you live out of state, other than FaceTiming and stuff like that. Just know that you're not alone that there are people around you that care about you and love you and, and to encourage one another. I think that's been the biggest takeaway, especially this past week, that's been stuck in my head that if you have loved ones around you, encourage them. If you have sons, daughters, encourage them, love up on them. Um, if you support ministries, even if you can't, if you can't financially support them, call them, let them know that, that you're praying for the ministry, that you care about the ministry and what they do you care about their churches, you reach out to the pastors, because I, I have have I have tons of friends who are pastors that need encouraged right now, because yes, they're coming out of a super rough season where their churches may have had to close their doors, or they've had to really struggle and not get paychecks just to keep their doors open, to encourage them to let them know that you're thinking about them, that you support them and everything that they've been doing. Because, again, Satan comes to steal, kill, destroy, shut our churches down. Like, Take away our joy, take away our happiness so that we don't, that we can't, we can't share that love and share Christ's love with the people around us. And he, he loves to do it, he loves to see it. He takes pride in probably doing it more than any of us know. And the one thing that I want people to know, it's like like to encourage each other because that's how we're gonna be able to like like tell the devil, hey, we're not listening to you anymore. I'm gonna help these people. I'm going to encourage these people because like you said, if I get encouraged by it, I would assume that other people get encouraged by it and that they're not alone. Like, I think that's a big
0: takeaway right now. It's like, yeah. so that's awesome. Rob, you have something to add on that?
2: A uh, person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken.
0: Yeah. Amen. Ecclesiastes, yeah. right?
2: Yes. Um, but I do have to ask Matt or, uh, Ian, one question. Are you a fan of the Juicy Lucy?
1: The Juicy Lucy. I've only had one of them. So, but I do know, I do know that we are the home of the Juicy Lucy (laughs) and they're again, like I said, only a few select places sell good ones. And we've had one from a corner place right over here that uh, has them in. They are good. I've made a couple homemade versions too. Oh, nice. They're a little bit harder to make homemade (laughs) than they are if you just go in someplace and, and try to snag one. So.
0: I've, I've made those at home as well. Uh, good stuff. I'll have to get to Minneapolis and try it. So and tell us, uh, as we get ready to close here, how do, how do people reach you? How do they find out about the brand and, and the message that you're sending more than anything? Tell, tell us how people could find you.
1: If, like I said, if anybody wants to follow us, if you're listening, watching, whatever, whatever means you see this, uh, you can, like I said, we're all over social media. So we're on Instagram. Just look up Apparel on instagram facebook twitter which we don't really use twitter um and yeah like you can go to our website cxxiiapparel.com um, and check out all our apparel on there like i said we we've been in the, the mindset we've been releasing a new shirt every single week and uh which has been a lot of fun so every thursday today we have a drop so whenever you guys whenever, whenever you guys listen and see this we may have a couple new designs up by then so check out our stuff even if you can't support us and purchase anything like i said just follow our instagram account just to be encouraged because like i said we post verse of the days we're posting stuff like that that if you just need that encouragement every single morning uh to just uh just to give us a follow and just check it out so
0: yeah awesome and did you want to we mentioned you talked before about possibly wanting to do a promo through the podcast
1: yeah, yeah. and for anybody who does see this you can go to our site, and I'm sure they'll post something later. I'll post something once this is this is out. You can use the promo code FASTLIFE15 uh, to get 15% off your entire order. And then what we're going to do as a brand also is any sales that we make through that promotional code and stuff like that, we will also be donating to Fast Life Ministry. so that, that, like I said, we're really passionate about missions. A lot of our shirts, we support missionaries all around the world. Um, and so we were a big advocate in making sure that we encourage ministries and encourage missionaries, encourage individuals that are out doing God's work and making sure that they're, that they're a light in the darkness and stuff like that. So, so if anybody does see that, we will be making a donation once this gets going. And uh, so we can continue to see Fast Life Ministries, uh, talk to more people and, and get out there and just kind of continue to share.
0: So yeah, Ian, we really appreciate that, man. You've been such a blessing to have with us here today. Uh, we're going to close and uh, just want to remind people, you know, fastlifeministries.com, obviously all the social media channels, like us, follow us, uh, you know, click to give. And we're really still looking for partners to to jump on and, and do some monthly donations and commitments. So what a blessing Ian for you to do that with the apparel uh, and I, I, totally unexpected and, and just, stoked that you would reach out to do that so we thank you so much for your time all the listeners have an amazing day and ian we will catch up soon brother really appreciate you
1: hey and just one last thing if anybody out there does see this and if you need to talk to someone feel free or prayer request praise reports anything i'm sure fast life ministries you could dm them uh, them you could dm anything to us we'll be praying for you and uh, yeah just, I like to like end on that because yeah. people out there sometimes they may have a, a prayer request or even a praise. We get praise reports from people that have sent us stuff saying, Hey, my mom's cancer free now. And it's it's encouraging. So absolutely. feel free to send us any prayer requests, praise reports, anything, and, and we'll make sure to pray for you.
0: You know, that's a great idea. And I, I may even steal that in the future. I haven't thought of yeah. that path, but that's a, we reach a whole nother level with that. So absolutely, Ian. Thank you for that. Such great wisdom coming from you guys. Have an awesome day. I appreciate you. See you later, Aaron.
1: You too. Back to there. God bless you guys.